everybody. Welcome back to the No Notes podcast. Glad that you're tuning in. This is episode 21, H-Double here with Maddie B, as per normal. And we are very excited about this podcast because we actually figured out our book club finally. We have a book that we both have, so we will for sure be reading that. We'll, we'll talk about that last. But the first few things we'll talk about, we're going to jump right into college football. A little bit of a hectic weekend. I did look at a lot of the scores, a lot of great games, so... That'll be a a good topic for sure. We might recap real quick the NFL, but we mainly plan to talk about college football this time because we haven't really talked about the last few weeks. And then we're also, Matt is going to cover a little bit more about the Latino Heritage Month and Devin Booker collab he did with Nike, I believe. So Matty V will will jump more into that. And then, as I said, we'll finally get into book club. We will reveal the book that we have planned and that we plan to read. So it should be super fun, super exciting. You have any thoughts, Matt, before we jump into college football? No, just excited to have the podcast again, you know, consistency in the life. So, yeah, it's, uh, I know, man, it's, it's been great. And yeah, like I said, thank you everyone for, for tuning in. If you listen uh, or watch on YouTube, so it really means a lot and we have fun doing this. I actually, I just pulled up ESPN and I see that the Braves beat the Brewers and they're up 2-1, which Mm -hmm. I predicted the Brewers sweep. So my MLB knowledge is not doing too well. (laughs) Not doing too hot. Just like my fantasy team, as we were talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) you guys will hear about that on the fantasy podcast, I'm sure. But yeah, let's uh, get into college football. And I mean, we got to start with the elephant in the room because technically their mascot is an elephant. Essentially, Alabama losing to mm-hmm. Texas A&M, forty-one mm-hmm. to thirty-eight. Right? I believe mm-hmm. I'm pulling it up now, but I believe that was a score. Yeah. Yeah. On so, our last second field goal. Yeah, uh, when Texas A&M had the lead and Alabama came back, and then Texas A&M was able to. Were they actually down by a touchdown 10 or a touchdown? And then they, yeah, they came back and scored, and then they scored, tied it up, and then Alabama couldn't con- couldn't convert. Right. And then they drove down and hit a yep. field goal on them. Right. Yeah. So, which is pretty crazy because the week before they played Old Miss and just destroyed them. And Old Miss and Arkansas had beaten, or no, sorry, Arkansas had beaten AM. Yeah. And I then saw that. Mississippi State beat AM. So everyone was like, what's going on? And then next thing I know, like, I'm kind of watching it. And I'm like, dude, AM could do this. Like they look like a completely different team. But it was it was a great game. It was and it's always fun to see Alabama lose. Like everyone loves that. So kind of sucks they only fell to number five. I think that's kind of bias, you know, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I couldn't believe that um Alabama actually lost. This was their first loss since loss since 2019, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, they were undefeated last year. Yeah. They were on a huge streak. Uh, yeah, and I saw what you were just mentioning, the wheel of teams, you know, that beat, you know, because this team beat this, this team, then this team, beat mm-hmm. that, but that team beat that team, that team beat AM, but then AM beat Alabama. It's like a circle. It's like that thing mm-hmm. where it's like you take the Lions, for example, and if you find who the Lions like beat, I think it was the Jags last year, and you made like a full circle to where the Jags beat the Buccaneers or something because of all the teams beating other teams. It's like, oh, the Jags are better than the Bucks confirmed. <laughs> it's like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I did. You watch the game? I did. I watched bits and pieces of it, um, but then I wasn't able to watch the last 
like three minutes, four minutes of the game because I ended up watching the James, the new James Bond movie. So when I when I left, like whenever like I put my phone in my pocket, like to watch the movie, you know, it was um, I think it was it was 30, 31 to 28 or 31 something. AM was up. So they were up. And then after that, I looked and my dad texted, great win for AM. And I was like, what? And so then I looked and I saw it was 4138. And I came home and watched the highlights the last three minutes, four minutes, because I wasn't able to watch it. And I was like, holy crap, that's such a good game. Yeah. When you went to the movie theater or wherever you're watching the movie, whenever, uh, yeah. what do you think going into, like, when you, oh, your thoughts with the game, like, oh, Alabama was going to hold him off? Or were you confident AM no, was going to win? I thought AM was going to win. Like, it looked like they had it. It was the fourth quarter. I was like, dude, AM, I think, has this. And then I saw they, they, they won in, like, by a field goal. I was like, dang. Like, yeah, you maybe didn't expect and that's that like ending. A, I, and that's like a program defining win, too, because AM has been good, but then kind of has been so so and now i mean because last year they were ranked number five you know so they weren't bad but this year there's a lot of disappointments but like yeah. for them if they lost every other game like to them that season's success could you beat alabama you know so yeah it is yeah i remember they were ranked five at the beginning of the season because i remember when they played yeah. colorado and barely won when they were like number five yeah and so i didn't think they were that good but obviously they're good enough uh on saturday to beat alabama well, the question is this, is Texas A&M that good or is Alabama just not as good as usual? Because their defense, they bring up a lot of points compared to years past. That is true. I do yeah. think that Georgia is the best team, though, as of right now. Yeah, do you, what's, we can jump into that next. Who The new number one, Georgia. Oh, there's another game that I want to talk about, though. I don't know if you oh, watched yeah. it. I got you. It I got was you. Um, the Texas versus OU game, oh, the no, Red I was, River I gonna, game. I was going to get into that. Don't worry, I oh, got okay. you. We'll talk okay. about Georgia, though. We'll give them their props because okay. they're the new number one. Okay. So they pretty much handled Auburn like it was nothing, yeah. 34-10. Yeah. So yeah. you think Georgia is uh, easily right now the number oh, one team? Easily number one. Their defense is good. They can score points. Um, I think they've only given up two touchdowns the whole year, and they played six games already. And I mean, wow. I mean, they played Clemson, who can't really score, but it's Clemson. You know, you have to beat them. And then they played Auburn, and then who else did they play? Oh, and they played Arkansas. Yeah, and they crushed them sixty-two nothing or forty-eight nothing, whatever it was. And I was like, oh, geez, you know. So, and Arkansas had beaten some good teams too, and they played Ole Miss pretty well. So, I mean, I think that team is complete. Like this, if this is the year that Georgia went, like is projected to win, like I think this is the year for them. Which they've, been close. Cool. they've been close the past couple of years, you know? Yeah. But they've never been able to actually win the national championship. Well, and they... then that one year that they played Alabama was the year I was on my mission. And that one was a really good one, I heard. Because yep. it went into overtime, and that's when Tugavailoa, you know, made his stuff. So Yeah, and then in I... 2019, they lost to Jalen Hurts, who came back in the yeah. SEC championship game. So another, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of really took it, you know kind of suck the life out of them but they yeah. look insanely good uh yeah their defense looks unbelievably good um i do want to just jump in real quick because they beat as you said clemson i'm looking i thought it was ohio state they beat but maybe you're right maybe it was clemson um, it was clemson it was 10-3 so you know clemson is not ranked and that's the first time since 2014 i believe i saw 
Yeah. What do you think about Clemson? Like, what's going on? I just on? don't what's think their them? offense is as good as what it has been in years past. So, like, yeah. they don't really have, like, a good running back. And the quarterback is good. He just needs people around him. And they don't have the weapons around him as Trevor Lawrence did. And so, because of that, that's why you get – you can't score. So Right. Right. All right. Because sometimes you're going to need your offense to pick up the defense. You know, like, that's why it's a team sport. You know, sometimes you're going to have your defense – have good games and sometimes they're not going to have good games and you got to have um, each side of the ball bounce each other out, you know? Right. So now jumping into another game, another good game, very good game. It's not, not the one that you mentioned yet, but we don't, we'll, we'll jump into that, but Iowa and Penn state, mm. Iowa grabbing the win 23, 20, mm-hmm. and they are number two. Now, did you watch any of that game? I did watch a little bit. Give me your thoughts. Um, I thought Penn State was going to win. I I predicted Penn State to win before the Iowa game, like in my in my head. You know, I didn't say it out loud to anyone, but they looked like they were going to win. And then um, their quarterback Clifford got hurt, and after he went down, they also went down. And so I feel bad because I really like Penn State. And last year, they started out zero and three or zero and four. Um, and everyone was like, oh, is Penn State like not good anymore? And then this year, they've, they've just been handling teams and doing well. And, I mean, they had chances to win that game against Iowa. And so, I don't know. I still think they're a really good team. Um, and I think it's awesome that the Big Ten – I'm a very big Big Ten person because, you know, I like Michigan. And it's cool that we have the number two ranked team, uh, six, seven, eight, and ten. So five of the 12 teams in big 10 is top 10. That, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. That's so. crazy, man. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Do you think uh, Iowa, you know, is a cultural ball player oh. team for real? Yeah. I mean, if they beat Penn state, I mean, I don't know their schedule. I don't think it's as hard as because Penn state, Michigan, Ohio state and Michigan state are all in the same division. I don't believe Iowa plays another ranked team. I don't think. Mm. Is that correct? I will look at my computer is being slow as I'll get okay. out, but I okay. will go check that real quick. Yeah. The big 10 has been dominating. I remember when we were yes. talking early about this. Um, oh, they play Wisconsin. They're not ranked anymore. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, they don't. They don't. Right. Nope. Okay. That's what, what I, I, that's what I thought. Because I remember. Oh yeah. You go. They're in a different division. Right. Um, and I know for, yeah. So Michigan, they still have to play. Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan State. And I believe after North, they play Northwestern, then they play Michigan State, then Indiana, then they're at Penn State, and at, and then they're at Maryland, and then they end with um, the, the, you know, the game, you know, right. Penn State, or Ohio State versus Michigan, and it's in Michigan, I believe. Yeah, it's in Michigan. So, yeah, I hopefully want you to we beat Northwestern, and then we should hopefully beat Michigan State, and then I mean, that'd be that's, a good game. I mean, think about it: if Michigan can beat even, let's just say two of them, you know, let's say they beat Michigan State and in Ohio State, that's a college football playoff team. If we're really, you know, if we're going off of you know, like what the SEC does, so it'll be interesting. I do like how Cincinnati's ranked in the top four, though. I do like that, so it's good for. 
yeah. non-power five. So I do like that. I was, but, uh, yeah, I was kind of sad when they lost to Notre Dame because I remember I picked Notre Dame to make the college football playoff because I didn't really know what I was doing. And they, uh-huh. they lost to Cincinnati because if they won that game, they might be in the top four. I don't know. Yeah. You know? But anyways, so who do you think is the best team in the big – okay, so excluding like – yeah, you know, Mich- you got Michigan, Michigan State – you know, Penn State, Penn Ohio State, State, Ohio Iowa. State. Who do you think? I mean, I guess you might be Iowa, but who do you think is the best in the Big Ten? If it is Iowa, then or give me actually, Iowa and Penn State are probably at the, at another level. So between Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State, who do you think is the best? Well, you know who I'm going for. I'm gonna say Michigan. Do you, do I you just think? Like, do you truly think they're the best? I truly do because I like their defense a lot and I like their offense. So like so. Last year, it was really bad. Like, it just – it was hard for me to watch Michigan football. I was just like, oh. But <laughs> this year, their defense has improved a lot, and their, and their offensive has done really well. And I liked how last game um, they had some adversity because they never had trailed um, during the season. But they finally did. And instead of, like, being like, crap, we're trailing to an unranked Nebraska team who is actually playing pretty well, they've had only single-digit losses to – um, Oklahoma, Michigan State, Michigan, and then lost Illinois. So three top ten teams. That's pretty good. Um, I like the way they play their defense and their offense. Ohio State lost to Oregon, and I'm a big you know I'm an Oregon fan, but their defense wasn't as good as what it has been. And then Michigan State. I, it's between Michigan, Michigan State. I think those are the two teams that are yeah. could challenge Iowa and Penn State. If you ask me who's the best, who, what the championship game is going to be, I think it's going to be Iowa and Michigan. I think that's going to be Big Ten championship game. I don't think Michigan could beat Penn State if they had to play them, but that's just me. I think Penn State. But really that's good. the thing, though. I don't. I don't. I don't. That's the one game I don't think Michigan will win. But the thing is, Penn State has to beat Michigan State and Ohio State too because they already have a loss. So yeah, yeah, that's that's what college football playoffs. You know, it's tough. At least I'm pretty sure it counts as a loss for them in the Big Ten. Let me just make sure so I'm not telling our viewers, you know. So Michigan and Michigan wrong. State kind of came out of nowhere this year, honestly. Mm-hmm. And that game on the 30th is going to be juiced, man. That's going to be a good game. It is in, in East Lansing, though, so it's going to be make it tough for Michigan. Tougher. Yeah, so so Penn State is 2-1 is and one in the conference, so it does count as a loss in the conference. So even if Mich- – let's say Michigan beats – um, Michigan State and, and Ohio State, they lost to Michigan, they'll still have one loss. And so if everyone else has one loss, then you kind of go off of that. So that's the nice thing. And I believe, yeah, so it, it'll be rough. And then Ohio State, they play Penn State. And then the last two weeks, they play Michigan State, Michigan. So, I mean, it's going to be brutal. Big Ten is going to be brutal in the like the next month. It's just going to be and brutal. You still got teams like Nebraska, who's been playing better as of lately. That could steal yeah. a game from you. you know, exactly. If you're, if you're, you know, uh, Travis Volklek, you know, who we went to high school with on yeah. that team. I was pulling for them to beat Michigan, but that's all right, yeah. you know. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, there's some also some teams that aren't even ranked in the Big Ten that could give you fits. You know, they could yeah. if they like steal Minnesota. a game. From, if they steal a game from you, I mean, your, your season's pretty much over. Like, yeah. you're not making the football playoffs. You know, it's sucked out of yeah. you. So, it's it's brutal. Yeah. But if you want it all out, you know, and then you're deserving of the college football playoffs, definitely. Exactly. All right. Well, 
Um, oh, in the last game, though. Wait, 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 wait. Touch on it, though. Yeah, is it the game I was thinking of? The OU? No, no, no. I was going to do one more game. You're not getting oh, out of this one. No, we don't let's, have to talk about it. Let's talk about it. I mean, I'm sure you watch this game. That's why I want to talk about it. But tell me, what happened yeah. to BYU in Boise State? I thought yeah, BYU had to... a legit shot to make the college football playoffs, but I think now it's probably done with this loss, isn't it? Yeah, they uh, beat themselves. They had, uh, I think, 12 penalties and lost four turnovers. And when you do that, you can't win. Did you, did you watch the full game? I stayed until halftime and then went home because it was really cold. And so I watched on TV and it was very frustrating. Oh, so it was it was um, in Provo. It was, yeah. Oh, so, that's a tough loss. Yeah, yeah I didn't I, think – I knew Boise, Boise State back in the day, like early 2010s was pretty good. Yeah. I didn't, don't think they're as good now, so that's a really – um, they played Oklahoma State well, lost to them barely, and then they lost to UCF when they had Dylan Gabriel barely. Um, and then somehow lost to Nevada. I don't know. They BYU was up 10 0, and I was like, oh, this is great. And then they, I think, just got complacent, like, oh, like we got this, we're good. And then all of a sudden, they just had miscues, and yeah, that's what happened so because like BYU's defense has been very, I mean, they've just been very solid, you know. I mean, yeah. they're not the highest scoring team, they've had they've yeah. reached 30 twice, it's not bad, but you know, they've kept yeah. everyone except for their last two games, or I guess three in a row now under 20. But even then, yeah. no one scored 30. But this was their worst offensive performance, and that's what, like you said, the penalties probably added up. Well, there was 13 points off turnover, so if you take those points away. Yeah, I, it says Boise State forces four turnovers. Oof. Yeah, that's and tough. he scored 13 points off of it. And so they only scored 26. So it's that's 17-13. Like, I'm... I think he'll take that, you know. And the thing is, is on those couple of those turnovers, like one of them, they were literally driving down in the red zone. The other one was fourth and goal. Then again, uh... to me, it's take the points. So there's a lot of things that BYU <laughs> should have and could have won the game, but didn't. And hey, that's how the key crumbles, and you just got to keep moving on. You know, nothing yeah, says I'm... they can't get into a good bowl game, though. You know. Oh yeah, no, they're gonna get into because, a good bowl game unless they well, flame out the rest of well, the season. But if they beat Washington State, Baylor, Virginia, USC, that means that oh. they'll have um, seven or eight Power Five wins, and so they could potentially still get up in that top ten. You just gotta keep winning games, so it's okay. We're good. Yeah, they're playing Baylor this week at Baylor, so that'll be a they good are. challenge. It'll, it'll be nice and warm there, though. Won't be freezing cold. It's true. What was the temperature out there this when you went to the game? It was like forty nine and rainy, so it was cold. Ooh, yeah. Uh, uh, hey, man, it is what it is. BYU, they, you know, I feel like ever since I've I've really known you and gotten more into college football, you've always been frustrated with BYU football. <laughs> like they frustrate it's, you sometimes. So yeah, I think it's a little frustrating. So. But that's okay. That's that's hey, why I like watching Michigan and Oregon and Arizona State I mean, better, just the way they play. So. You've got a team though that's going into a, you know, easily a, a good bowl game. So you, yeah, you got to be happy about true. that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, my my alum is not even in the FCS <laughs> or FBS. I mean, but yeah. Okay. Well, now we'll jump into the last game. Although I guess I should touch up on. It, this was a really good game as well, though. It was the Ole Miss game, just real quick, because that was a a really good finish, too. Uh, what was it? Yeah, Ole Miss and Arkansas, 52-51, to which is very yeah. similar to the Oklahoma game. 
And I guess Ole Miss stopped the two-point conversion for the win. So the Hogs went for the win. They didn't go for the tie. They went for the win, and they yeah. didn't get it. So did you catch any highlights of that as well? You're, the, you're the guy who, who probably watched this stuff. Uh, yeah, what did you think about it? It was a great game. Oh, great game. I would have gone for the tie because you tied up literally on the last play. Um, but I understand if you want to win, go for it. But to me, I'm always like, let's go to OT. Get you the had points. the momentum. Yeah, you have the momentum. Like, don't stop it. Like, you have the momentum, get the points, you give yourself yeah. another shot. So I feel like they're I feel like they're probably me. just they just wanted to, you know, not deal with that crowd anymore, probably get get, you know, because they were the away team. Maybe just wanted to, yeah. you know, try and end it there and you know, get get off of it, not have to deal with you know the crowd and OT and all that. And yeah, they did have momentum though, so you never know. Yeah. It's uh yeah, that was a good game. My sister probably won't be happy about that. Because she's close to Fayetteville, so yeah, the Hogs. Um, all right, let's go into the last game. Oklahoma against Texas, maybe, probably the game of the week. I would give it that. I mean, there was a lot of good games though, but probably the game of the week. I remember when I looked at the halftime score. Um, wasn't it like uh, what was the halftime score? Do you remember off the top of your head? I'm gonna it pull was it up now. Thirty-eight twenty. Yeah, okay. So I, I remember looking at that and I was like, oh, dude, Oklahoma's getting blown out. I'm, I'm not a huge Spencer Rattler fan. I don't really like him as a person. I think he's a little over himself. I mean, yeah, you got to be confident, but there's like a there's like a clip I saw of him in high school where he was like basically telling his receiver like at this camp that he was trash. And I was yeah. like, I, I don't and dig with this guy. I mean, he might have changed. And he's also the guy who $100 for autographs and pictures you know <laughs> um anyway so i was like yes oklahoma's getting crushed but and when i saw they came back in one i was like there's no way you know i was like holy crap and then i won't go i'm like did spitzer right or pull this off and i look and it's the backup quarterback caleb williams who comes in and just ignites oklahoma it seems like especially in the fourth quarter and next thing i know it's yeah 55 48 you know win and i was like holy crap what just happened so you explain to me, as I'm assuming you watched some of the game or saw highlights, you explain to me what you saw from this game. Just give me, give me all, you probably have a lot of thoughts right now that you've uh, accounted from the game, but go ahead. Tell me what you thought. Um, I wanted Texas to win. I was rooting for them. Um, but overall, I mean, it was a great game. Like it was back and forth scoring there was defensive plays. I mean, it was awesome. And, you know, Lincoln Riley made a decision to bench Rattler for the new quarterback, Williams, you know, and his gamble paid off. And I really like Williams. And you know what? I, going forward, I don't know if Rattler is going to be the starter or not. I don't know. Um, but I think it's good because it puts it into perspective, like, hey, like you can be pulled out at any time, no matter what your rank is in high school, all that kind of stuff. And it kind of hopefully shows the viewers and listeners that no matter what you are, like every day you have to earn it. You can't take it for granted. You know, it's earned. And that's why I'm a really big Tom Brady fan. Cause he always, even though we all say he's the goat, he's like, whenever I can't play, take me out. That's literally what he said. He says, when I can't do what I'm supposed to do, take me out, fire me, all that kind of stuff. And so that was good. And it was just a great game. Like it was awesome. High scoring. I, I mean, I love offense. I love points. Um, and so it was awesome. I loved it. It was great. 
Yeah, and I'm looking at the stats. Kennedy Brooks, 217 yards on the ground. And then for Texas, Robinson had 137 yards on the ground. Xavier Worthy for Texas had 261 yards. Yeah, it was you know, he was insane. He was like, insane. Uh, 29 yards, you know, was his average catch, which is <laughs> absurd for nine catches. And yeah, I mean, unbelievable game. Uh, wow. I, uh, Caleb Williams. Yeah. Do you think, uh, you said you don't know Spencer Rattler is still going to be the quarterback. Uh, do you know, is Caleb Williams like a freshman? Do you know a little bit? Yeah. About he's him? a freshman. He was a freshman five-star recruit. Yeah. Number two, uh, let's see the number two quarterback. He also and had he four, number... four carries for 88 yards. As he well. was the number one recruit. Number two, but number one dual threat or whatever. Dang. And the, the Texas quarterback was balling five touchdowns, 388 yards, no picks. Like, man, that's a good game. Spencer Rowers QBR was 11.3 for the game. Yikes. But yeah. Uh, wow. What a game. <laughs> but yeah, as you were saying, though, the last thing I'll touch on, you know, like, Tell the you know who's viewing out there, you know, always be ready when your opportunity comes because you know sometimes it will come. And even if you you're working your butt off and nothing's there, you just gotta remember when there will be an opportunity eventually that'll come for you. And you know, this goes to also so far our first couple of guests who are in college. Keep that mindset, you know, with helping your teams, you know, with their performances. Always remember when your opportunity will come, you know, make sure to take full advantage of it. Always stay ready. Don't get discouraged if the opportunities aren't there because trust me, they'll come on you. And if you're not ready for it, you know, then it's going to be harder to get another one. So, cause we've also seen a couple other quarterbacks, uh, you know, cause that's the most popular position come in for some of the teams so far in college football, like Texas A&M, the backup came in against Colorado and led them, he, you know, led them on a couple of drives and, you know, uh, at Colorado, I'm sure that was probably like a surreal moment. You know, I think Notre Dame quarterback came in too against Wisconsin and played really well, helped them win. Yeah. So there's been a couple times where guys have come in, you know. So, yeah, it's uh, man, what a week of college football though. <laughs> it was uh, awesome. It was awesome. It's a good. It's a good season so far. Mm-hmm. Man, BYU still 19. You gotta be happy about that. I thought maybe, maybe they would fall. Ranked, so. I don't know. No, they had enough oppressive wins. Maybe they wouldn't have fallen. Yeah. But yeah. All right, Matt, do you want to uh, real quickly touch on our second yeah, topic? This is, yeah, it's just something really quick. Just um, just some really quick. Quick and easy. Yeah, we um, <laughs> we just want to say, um, since it's Latin Heritage Month, we just wanted to touch on that and, and just make sure that our listeners know that we are very aware you know, of, of what's going on and we appreciate the Latin culture and one of our favorite players, I, I think he's one of your favorite players too, Devin Booker. Um, he had something on Nike just talking about how his heritage has um, helped him grow as a person and, and all that. And, and myself, I'm from Phoenix. And so I grew up around that culture. And even in elementary school, we had like 30 minutes of like Spanish language every day. Um, and so just wanted to just tell everyone that they should go listen or watch what Devin Booker had to say. It was an interview with Nike, just kind of like what he's doing and stuff. And just that we appreciate all the cultures that are, um, 
representative represented here in America and in our lives. And yeah, that's just, just a little plug, just happy that it's Latin heritage month and super happy that we can celebrate that as a people. And, and just hopefully everyone knows that we care for everyone, no matter what skin color you are, ethnicity, any of that, like we're all humans. We love one another and let's keep, uh, let's keep being nice to each other. I mean, you couldn't have said it much better, you know, do you want to just give a little kind of preview of, I mean, I know you talked about the interview, but is there any like kind of for you personally, I haven't watched it, but what you learned from it or got from yeah. it? I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm a big Devin Booker nerd. Like, oh, you know I, that. I know. like I love Booker. <laughs> um, but what I liked was he talked about how, um, how he's really connected with the city of Phoenix because of his heritage and how he loves, like, I think his favorite Jersey, I, this, I don't know this in an interview, this could have been during one of the all-star game things, but one of his favorite Jersey has been, it's like the black low suns Jersey because that's, you know, sons in Spanish. And so he loves wearing that Jersey and just like representing his culture. And I believe, is he the first African Mexican player in the league? I think you'd have to something do your research like that. on that. I'll have to do my research, but he's he's one of like a few me- uh, few like part Mexican players in the league, and so he's really appreciative to take on that role and to be like a spokesman and uh, basically like a leader for that. So that's kind of what I liked about all that stuff. That's something I didn't know about Devin Booker for a while was that he had you know some uh, hair, some like you know Latino heritage in him. Yeah, I did not know that about him, honestly. So that's, that's cool to, to hear that, you know, Mm -hmm. so, and you know, you took, you said you took Spanish lessons in elementary school. Do you got, uh, you want to give us a little bit of Spanish? Oh no, it's, it's all forgotten. You don't know anything? No. Hola. We gotta get Martin on. Maybe we'll have a, if we get big enough, uh... big enough one of these days, because a lot of people have it, we can have uh, a Spanish translator or translators and have a Spanish version of our podcast. That'd be pretty right, sick. On Telemundo. That'd be pretty sick, man. <laughs> I've seen a couple, couple like channels, YouTube channels and, and podcasts do stuff like that, or as a Spanish mode. So that'd be really cool. But that, yeah, that's, that's all that's down the line. We don't have enough money for that. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, maybe if we keep getting bigger though, we definitely looked at that Avenue. Yeah. Exactly. So I think, Last but not least, well, actually, I feel like it'd be a little bit of a disgrace if we don't at least maybe give it quite a little, little sprinkle, a little dust of NFL. And just, it doesn't have to be long, obviously, but was there any, you know, like moments or games that you want to talk about real quick, you know? Um, my Patriots won, thankfully, so that's good. Yeah, that was a close um, game, actually. Yeah, Buccaneers played well. Um, so far, a lot of my playoff predictions have been good, except for just the uh, Patriots and Chiefs and the AFC. And then my Seahawks won in the NFC. Other than that, I look pretty good. So, and uh, your NFC East. Oh well. yeah, that hasn't looked yeah. good so far. Yeah, but yeah. hey, Patriots play Cowboys next week, so we'll see. Ooh, I'm hoping for a big Cowboys dub. 
<laughs> I uh yeah, dude, the Chiefs got stopped though. <laughs> yeah, they did. I didn't the even watch it. I didn't even watch the end of the game because the del- there was a delay. There was a lot of storms around in the area. It also hit Springfield as well later. But there was such a long delay, I didn't even watch the rest of the game. It, was, it took so long. So yeah. I just ended up going to bed. But when I woke up, I wasn't surprised. So Mahomes already yeah. what six or five picks this uh, season. Wow. He didn't even have that like he only had five, I think, last year and six last and then the year before as well. So yeah. Uh-oh. All right. Enough uh or it's time, you know. Everyone, I think this is what everyone's been waiting for. I can tell the the viewers this is their favorite, gonna be their favorite segment. It is book club, and it's time to finally reveal the book that Matt and I chose to read for book club, which it's surprising we actually were able to find a book <laughs> uh, to read together. So do uh, real quick, should we, I'll just announce the book and then we'll, we'll get to that. So I have a hard copy. Matt has an ebook copy, but that, you know, ebooks just as good. So yep. if you can find ebooks, you know, go for it. That's just as good, which mm-hmm. I think it's cool how you can rent out ebooks. You know, you don't even have yeah. to like worry about losing it. I mean, it's yeah, just mine's rented and it goes back in like, basically all that happens days so it just gets taken away from you You don't have to worry about actually yeah which is nice yeah now the book that we picked is well drum roll matt can you give me a drum roll come on all right i'll just give myself a drum roll (laughs) there you go there it is kobe bryant the Mamba Mentality, How I Play, which shout out to the NBA 75 commercial. If you guys all saw that, which we talked about last podcast episode, your man D-Book. Well, salute to Kobe. That was pretty epic. So, hey, mm-hmm. Mamba Mentality. We, you know, this is a book that I, I know we're definitely both a little interested in. You know, it's about basketball, about one of the hardest working people to ever play the sport who is insanely driven. So I think this we'll touch on more than just basketball. It'll touch on hopefully some, you know, parts of life as well, where you can just continue to work hard. Cause I remember Kobe and his legacy, he kept the mom mentality with his projects. He did after basketball, he was a producer. He was a writer, you know, obviously for his book. So he, and podcaster others, like he still kept, he said the mom mentality when he did those projects. And so yeah. I think this book will have a lot of good lessons in it. Matt, uh, any thoughts? about you know mama mentality and like why you're um, excited about reading this book yeah i mean i've read a little bit of it um and it's been pretty good i'm just excited to kind of go in depth and see kind of the mindset and the work ethic that kobe had um i do think sometimes um i don't know the work ethic might be a little too extreme you know? Oh yeah, I would agree. Um, but it is exciting. I mean, he is a good player. Um, a good I, player. I know, I'm more of, I mean, great player. You know, like, <laughs> but I mean, for me, I would still like Steve Nash over Kobe, just because I like Steve Nash's oh, wow. passing and stuff like that. But the thing is, though, is Kobe was clutch more times than he wasn't, and so that's why I like Booker because he does have that. So are you are you saying you'd Mamba rather mentality. have a Steve Nash book than a Kobe Bryant book? Is that what I got from that? No, no, <laughs> I just don't know who I'd want on my team. 
That's what, okay. I, I knew you that's what, what I'm saying. saying. I just wanted to. Yeah, I just don't know who I want on my team. Like, if someone said you have a choice with Steve Nash and Kobe, I'd be like, well, see, that's the thing. I would love to see Steve Nash and Kobe instead of in the younger years, instead of when they were like, Kobe Bryant was hurt. 39, yeah. Steve Nash was hurt. Yeah, like, they could have played together. That would have been really fun because you saw Steve Nash and Shaq play together, and that worked pretty well. Um, And so seeing Kobe and Nash, that would be cool. So uh, I'm excited. Um, Kobe definitely brought some pain into my life because of being a Suns fan, you know. Um, I'll never forget 2010, game five. That wasn't even Kobe, but still, that series, I'll just never forget that series. Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, you know, I'm not like, yeah, Kobe, because, you know, he always plays against the Suns, you know. But, (laughs) you know, he's a great person. Um, He tried to do a lot of good. Um, and I do want to see if he talks about kind of what he did in the early 2000s when I believe he cheated on his wife, I think, or something like that. Yeah, there was a big scandal. Uh, I yeah. think that's really been under underlined yeah. a little then, bit. So hopefully that highlights that and how he improved himself to become a better father and man. So that would yeah. be really cool to I see. I thought because a lot of people when you know, passed, and which is another reason I'm excited about this book, you know, his legacy, as people say yeah. he's a great father, a great family man. So yeah. So I want to yeah. see how he reconciled that with his wife and then how he, how that made him a better man. So that'd be cool if it goes into that. So, so yeah, I've actually read some of this book too, a couple months ago, but I did not get close to finishing. And so when I saw it again, I was like, yeah, we, we honestly, I want to pick this back up. And then I sent you a message and you're like, yeah, it's, it's available. And it's like, all right, let's do it. I, yeah. One thing I like about the book uh, you can see here, there's actually not too many words in this book. It's a lot of pictures. You know me, I like my pictures. <laughs> yeah. So this is actually not going to be a very long read. I, I feel like I could finish this in a day if I tried, like easily. Yeah. It's, it's not that much like type, you know, typing on there. So it's a lot of, it, well, you know, from what I got from it, he talks a lot about like players, a lot about just all sorts of aspects of basketball, everything, you know, routine, you know, all that stuff. He talks about, you know, lessons he learned. I mean, there's like, it's all brought up basically into just different sections like they're all basically like a page and it's just a different topic every time. So that's also uh, exciting to see how he was able to get like just so many like topics like that. And, you know, I think it's 200 plus pages. So super excited to read it. I figured uh, I'd read real quick the kind of intro to it um, that's on here just to give you guys a little preview of what it's about. And obviously Matt and I, should we do one week? Cause this book honestly probably won't take too long. Should we next Monday? have this book read so we can talk about it. Um, I think we'll just stick, I think we'll just stick to our two week plan. I mean, technically so I, I, I told when I was with Eric, I was like, we'll do our book club in two weeks, but it's been a week. So maybe we'll finish in a week. We'll yeah. See. So we'll, so we'll, we'll, I think what we'll do is we'll still have the two weeks, but we'll uh, try to pick another book for that week that we're um, probably either finishing or done with the Kobe book. So that way we can uh, get right. that started. So probably two weeks. Okay. So, just so, so two people weeks, can get the book and do that stuff. In two weeks, we will give our update on the book and all that good stuff. And we'll talk about our thoughts and everything. So keep your eye out for that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, here is the first kind of introduction to the book. All right. Reading time, baby. <laughs> I'm making you feel like a kid again, Matt. All right. Mm-hmm. I remember when as a kid... I got my first real basketball. I loved the feel of it in my hands. I was so 
Oh no, I can't pronounce. I'm getting uh, blasted. I was so unarmed with the ball that I didn't actually want to bounce it or use it because I didn't want to ruin the pebbled leather grains or the perfect grooves. I didn't want to ruin the feel. I love the sound of it too. The tap, tap, tap of when a ball bounces on the hardwood, the crispness and clarity, the predictability, the sound of life and light. Those are some of the elements that I loved about the ball, about the game. They were at the core and root of my process and craft. They were the reasons I went through all that I went through, put in all that I put in, dug as deep as I dug. It all came back to that special tap, tap, tap that I first grew infatuated with as a boy. Yeah. Kobe's got some good uh, grammar on there, man, making me look bad. <laughs> I'll admit my, my reading isn't the, my reading and spelling isn't the highest, but you know, it is what it is. All right. Well, Matt, any last thoughts before I wrap it up? Actually, I'll, I'll get my last thoughts and you can do the conclusion. So yeah. Thank you guys for, for watching and episode 21 ton of fun i really enjoyed it i'm super excited about book club i think it's going to be a really good series and i hope we get us to read more books because reading books is really really nice it's really helpful really good for you it's a lot better than scrolling through on your phone mindlessly doing nothing you know helps you it's a good way to end the night good way to start the morning you know so hopefully this will encourage us to read more which i think it will and i encourage you guys to go read as well you know and don't try and mix in non-school things like don't read your textbooks you know like to the core or anything get some other books outside of that if you're into fiction non-fiction i just encourage you to read more because i think we all need to okay maybe not all of us but most of us need to read more so yeah all right matt you give the conclusion and your thoughts yeah um yeah i'm excited for book club I agree with Charles. It's good to read books, especially to not be on my on your phone or other devices. Um, we're already on it a lot anyways for school and other things. And so reading does give you power and it helps you with pronunciation and learning. And there's a lot of studies that show if you read books, you have a higher IQ and a higher capacity to learn and do things. Um, so hopefully you can find things that you enjoy and hopefully you can come along with this journey with us that we're doing and reading different books. Um, it's not always going to be sport books. We will do other books as well. Like we promise. Um, we just saw this one and said, Hey, we should do this one. Um, and yeah. And we appreciate all of you for listening to episode 21. Uh, it's been a, a short journey, but it's been a good journey so far and we're excited to keep going. And uh, Charles and I will be back doing the regular podcast on Friday. And then during the week, either Tuesday or Thursday, we'll be doing our fantasy podcast, um, talking about that and hopefully having some fun. So we appreciate you guys. Our links to contact us are down in the bio, our Instagram handles. Message us if you want to have an interview, talk, whatever, questions, let us know. And we'll see you Friday. See you guys. Peace.